returned with it. Still, she had decided spring was on the way, so opted to wear a T-shirt. As far as she was concerned, it was spring, even though the weather forecast insisted otherwise. Her peripheral vision discerned shadows sliding against the bowl of an ancient oak tree. A bit early for cottaging, she thought, and increased her pace. Besides which, this part of the park wasn't known as a gay pickup area. She gave the tree a wide berth, but as she left it behind, she had the sensation of being watched. God, not again, she thought. It had been five years, and she was sure she'd got over it by now. Her psychiatrist had agreed, though he had invited her to come back to see him if any of the old feelings returned. No, she chided herself. I'm not going to let that happen. So she ran faster still until her chest started to tighten with the extra exertion. The wheezing began quietly. If she continued in this way, it would only get harder to take a full breath. Plus, there was the danger of panicking, of over-breathing. Slow down, she told herself, visualizing her breathing becoming more relaxed. Breathing in through her nose and out through her mouth was becoming an effort, Already she'd hit the nine-mile wall and hadn't yet broken through it. The young Elizabeth had been the asthmatic girl at secondary school who forced herself to take on all the athletic challenges that came her way, refusing to be excused from gym or orienteering on the grounds of ill health. She wasn't disabled, after all. Once or twice she had pushed herself over the limit— luckily with a friend or teacher nearby who were able to take her to the school nurse for the salbutamol inhaler. Over the years, her condition had improved, thanks to employing the Buteco breath-control method, but it didn't always work, given that whenever she ran she would always, at some point, break the rules. Elizabeth still felt annoyed that Williams had declined her application for a lecture tour in the States, She rarely got the chance to travel on work-related business. As a mere senior lecturer, she usually had to step aside for the director to exercise his prerogative to net the juicy gigs. But her boss hadn't counted on Elizabeth's best-selling book on social anthropology. Simon Williams didn't believe his deputy could fill his substantial shoes on the glory circuit, and therefore expressed indifference and sometimes open disapproval towards her book. Too populist, he claimed. She was, and should consider herself above all, an academic. The book's subject was death cults, social engineering of primitive peoples by religious cults that distorted core beliefs for political ends and to accrue power. It had caught the popular imagination. Being published in 1995, not long after the Rwandan genocide by extremist Hutu militia, helped raise the book's profile. This, along with the fact that Elizabeth wrote with a novelist's skill and a book tour, allowed reluctantly on the basis of unpaid leave that attracted large audiences, put it high on the bestsellers list. Naturally, none of this enamoured her to Williams. The work of academics was not to be sullied by pandering to the masses, he might have argued. The fact that his own two books on tribalism and migration patterns of Oriental peoples over the past five hundred years had sunk without a trace was neither here nor there, apparently. Nor that his third manuscript had been rejected by five publishing houses to date. 
Something made her check behind her. There were presences, those shadows again, this time keeping pace with her. She whirled around to get a proper look, and then the shadows resolved themselves into a single shape, low to the ground and moving fast. She watched for a moment just to be sure. Spears of wintry light lanced through the trees and lit a brief flash of orange racing across the grass. A fox. It had a bird in its mouth, a pigeon, possibly. Such a rare sight in the city, and she smiled, feeling privileged to have witnessed it. But also she felt relieved. After a long, slow exhalation to release the tension, she continued the run home. Her day at the university went by in a haze, accompanied by a nameless unease. The sight of the fox, her heightened state of alertness before it revealed itself fully, was familiar territory. She had been living with anxiety to lesser or greater degrees for a long time. Mostly it was manageable, and she cursed herself whenever the symptoms would kick in.